We are live. We are live. This is the second episode of the Bayou Dragon podcast. We have the TikTok live going for the viewers that are watching it. And uh, today we have the other co- one of the co-owners of the Bayou Dragons, Tanner, with us. How you doing today? <laughs> Glad to have you on, Tanner. About time you got on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a busy man. Yeah, nervous about doing this for sure. Yeah. Should have seen the glass of whiskey he just chugged. Yeah, I had to down me a nice glass of bourbon just to... But uh, y'all went fishing today. Yeah, Tanner called me last night and wanted to go fishing, and I really honestly didn't want to go because I was wanting to kind of catch up on my sleep, but I was like, shit, I'll just go. So, we have been very close friends for a very, very long time, and it's... uh. Always very, very clear when Mitch didn't want to do shit. <laughs> oh, dude, I just want to catch up on 100%. Sleep, I'm glad and, I went. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm glad you went. It pooched. Yeah, he didn't pooch, and uh, I fully expected him to pitch. 100%. I was at work all night. Tanner really put me on the fish this morning. We hammered him. Uh, <laughs> Tanner's quite the, uh, the saltwater fishing guide. Yeah, we had a shitty morning. Fish the jetties. We yeah. fished the jetties. It was uh, YR. slow. While y'all are fishing, I was nice, hung over, and playing at Rayburn Country. A nice round of golf. Our team actually did win, though. So I got a badass uh, head cover. It's like a roadrunner. So you won? You didn't tell me that. Well, not me. I was trash. But our team won. Your team won. My team. We were the Chubbs. The Chubbs-Petersons. From the way you were talking, it sounded like y'all got y'all's asses kicked. I did. But our team was actually pretty well. How many were on a team? Uh, It was I think there's 24 of us. Holy shit. Yeah, it was like six teams of four or something like that. Oh, four. So teams of four, but oh. 24 total. Oh, okay. Oh, no, no, no. It's two big teams. I, I thought you meant what, how we played it. No, the, it was like 18 and 18 or 16 and 16 or something like that. There's a lot of us. So it was this four. Like, I mean, who, what was the, I don't know. It's just a bunch point of, of this. A bunch of guys just want to go get drunk and play golf. Oh, okay. So I work with some of them. Some of them are from BFE. Like Saratoga and Batson and shit like that. Places no one's ever heard of. Hell yeah. yeah. That is something we all kind of started doing a little more of is playing some golf. We're not very good, but now we all suck. It's a pretty good time to get out there and gives us an excuse to get outside. And when we're not, when it's not hunting season and it's too hot to fish, I guess we'll go out there and play a little golf, drink some beer, have a good old time. Give us good tan lines. But. Yeah, um, that uh, last clip on <laughs> uh, TikTok, the uh, the little video Mitchell posted up from our last podcast, I was talking about getting bit by a snake, and I didn't know we had so many doctors that followed us. I thought it was hilarious because I posted a small clip where you were talking about what the doctor told you when you were laying in the hospital bed. <laughs> And uh, there are so many people that just, I mean, I thought it was hilarious. And I'm not a medical professional by any means. so <laughs> None I don't of know, us are. <laughs> I don't know what you were saying, if it was accurate or not. I just thought it was interesting. But that's actually what the doctor told you. Yes, well, I'm a witness. I'm a witness. I was there. <clears throat> I drove Porter to the hospital that night. I actually had to force his ass to go to the hospital that night. And uh, I drove him there. We got there. And... Uh, we pretty much got sent straight back because once the nurses saw his arm, it was 
it was very clear that something was very wrong. And uh, we rushed us back, and they they kicked me out at that point. But uh, once everything was kind of calmed down and they, they gave them antivenom and everything else, well, I, I was able to go back there. And uh, that is clearly, I, I do remember very clearly, that's that's what the doctor said. Uh, alcohol saved his life. <laughs> it doesn't make sense in my eyes either. Trust me, I understand. Uh, it's supposed to thin out the blood and uh, I pump faster through your veins, but uh, apparently it slowed it down somehow because the the, the story that y'all might have heard, it, it, it there's a few details missed. It was... Hours. I mean, I'm talking hours. I, I don't know. Four to five hours we screwed off catching frogs. Continuing this, to partake while in this alcohol. jackass was uh yeah, dying from a cotton mouth. Yeah. I just thought. Because at the time it was so dark. I, I I I didn't I never really saw the snake. I saw it um at a distance. I was in the truck, I was driving. And um, I just never really seen the details of the snake. I, I, I couldn't tell what it was. Yeah. I was, took his word for it. It was a water of, snake. None of us are, I mean, we know what a cottonmouth looks like. Oh, yeah, for sure. None of us are experts in the snake world by any means. Definitely. Nor should we really be catching snakes. But, you know, that was just one of those, I was not there for that one. Uh, but that's just one of those times Porter was being being Porter. Yeah, you know? it was, um, yeah, by the, by the time, I mean, shit. Uh, by the time we left the rice fields, I mean, it was, your whole hand was gone. I mean, that was at least a solid hour before we finally decided, hey, let's turn it in. We're done. You know, let's go to the house. Yeah. <laughs> we went and cleaned up, and I basically helped bathe his ass. I mean, he was he was filthy from head to toe, and uh, when he got out of the shower, you know, it was it was, I don't know, three inches up his forearm probably. Roughly, and I mean that was the indication, especially when it started turning color. It started turning blue and black and. Well, I'm glad you purple. had insurance. Uh, I remember you saying how much it cost to for each vial of uh, anti venom or whatever it's called. It was a lot. It yeah, I don't remember the numbers. It was a lot. I remember. Uh, I thought your mother was going to murder you. I was more scared of my mom than the I, state. I, I literally, I thought your mom was going to murder you after, you know, a little while because well, it the, was an unbelievable. Yeah. Well, they're like, we what? had a, they're like, <laughs> well, it took so long. We ended up having to put like eight bags in them. Well, wasn't it like multiple extra bags compared, I mean, uh, vials compared to normal, like the normal average cotton mouth, bi- cotton mouth bite? I don't know, dude. I, th- uh, I thought it was. I don't remember. I, I, honestly, I don't remember. I, I, I would have to go talk to that doctor again, which he... Oh, well, and also, where we're from, it's not a super reputable uh, hospital. So no, not at all. It's <laughs> not, I don't even know why I took him there, honestly. And, uh, yeah, he took me to one of the farthest hospitals. Well, from... from it was yeah. my parents' house at the time. We uh, Yeah. That was, what, high school? So, yes, I lived with my parents. And uh, that's about an equal distance from Beaumont to Mid-County. Yeah. I, I definitely would have went the Beaumont route. Uh, yeah, yeah Hell, probably. We should have gone to the Winnie Clinic. That w- would have been better than Port Arthur. Yeah. Most likely, <laughs> yeah. But Port Arthur is known for just not not, <laughs> not a very well hospital. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, so I just I cherished all the comments, most of them negative, but it helps the algorithm. So we got over a million views on that. I thought it was hilarious. I mean, the the way I look at it is the more the more views, the more hate, and the more shit talk you're going to get. At this point, I I really don't read a lot of them. I just think it's you know it is what it is. Oh, if you don't have haters, you ain't doing it right. Exactly, exactly. But uh, switching gears a little bit, um, me and Porter got to go on a pretty badass offshore trip about close to a month ago um shout out to ryan warhola for uh hooking that up captain ryan warhola but uh man it was badass i uh, got to go on a really cool boat and go out of galveston and see some really cool fish and catch some blue marlin yeah caught record-breaking blue marlin it was never, on a 72 foot viking like so we're basically on a a house a yacht you know and it's has like five bedrooms, twelve beds, a couch, TV. I think they're out there right now. Cade. Yeah, it's probably bigger than the house we're in right now. Mm. Probably mine too. Yeah, probably lengthwise. I mean, we're not in the great well, size. Overall, house. I mean, that's that's a massive that's boat. A massive boat. Yeah, they. Uh, I think Cade. He sent me a Snapchat today. He was just feet crossed, hit the button, the flat screen TV came out of the. Okay, man. That's a good, that's a good I tell point. you what, that was my first. I've been offshore before, but that was my first time actually staying for uh, multiple days. And um, I was wondering if I was going to get seasick. I've never been seasick before, but dude, that first <sighs> night, I think I drank too much and sleeping in that front bedroom, uh, just going up oh, and that's down. The worst. On that. Yeah, that's so the worst let me place t- you could be is up front. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you what happened. So, dude, I woke up and my stomach was very uneasy. <laughs> And, uh, man, I tried, I got up, I was walking around. I was like, I, I'm, I got to throw up. I walked, Porter was just getting out of the bathroom. I walked into the bathroom as Porter was coming out and I just, I threw up a little bit and he said some of it got on him. Yeah. No, I had vomit on my foot. Like, <laughs> but dude, I could do it. It, it was like happened. a gleek of vomit went like it got on my shin and my foot and like a little bit on my forearm. I don't know how it just. Because I was just like, you need in here? Because I was, I, I was trying to take a shower. I could not figure out how to open the door. And all you had to do was push it. And I was sitting here. I was like, I'm about to break this son of a bitch off the hinges. And Mitchell's just like, get out of the way. And just. But I think it, it was definitely uh, alcohol-induced and a combination of going up and down. But the second. Oh, yeah. So the, the alcohol girl. Alcohol and, uh, and uh, rough waters does no, not go well at all. The girl all. that was. Uh, Working on the boat, she was the the cook for the weekend. She was badass. Her name was uh, her Instagram name is Hotshot Holly. Badass cook. Yeah, was it Gourmet Girl? Is her Instagram tag also her business? She does, um, like trips. Like I think she's going like a, a elk hunt, and she's gonna like cater the whole thing and all kinds of shit. But anyway, dude. So I, I I was feeling like shit, and she was like, "Here, eat this. You're good." She gave me this little block of ginger. Dude, as soon as I ate it, I was fine the rest of the trip. Like, yeah, I was good. I've heard that. I've never actually done it myself. 100% worked. I've been on many, many offshore trips. I've never got sick except for the last trip I went on. That's the only time I've ever got sick. And it was alcohol-induced, I believe. I went uh, to sake. We went out, ate sake the night before. And uh, I got a little tarnished on some uh, hot sake. I love hot sake. And just a few hours later, I went and launched the boat and 
ran out 186 miles, and that did not go very well. Yeah, people don't understand living in Texas how far you have to go. Oh yeah, I mean you're you're because uh, it's, it's ridiculous. You, I mean when 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 you plan an offshore trip out out of Texas where we're at our location, um, you're basically just donating at least six hours of runtime at the very beginning to get anywhere to where you're going to catch fish. Uh, not in a... Well, it depends on how, on your yeah, speed. Not on a 72-foot Well, on biking. a 72-foot dive. Oh, that that's, damn that's thing was different. moving, dude. Yeah. I don't know how exactly how fast we were uh, cruising like, on that thing. Like but. 50, and it feels like you're going just yeah, exactly. sitting still. See, I'm used to... Our, the, the boat that I go on pretty regularly, which is uh, our, our travel speed's 28 miles an hour. Oof. So 28 miles an hour. Which is pretty normal for a regular... 180-something miles... I mean, it, it, it takes – plus, you make stops on the way. You run into a weed line. You stop, troll for a little while, or, or catch yeah. some triple tail. Mahi. Some, some tra- mahi, trash floating. You all, you always stop. Everything you see, you stop. Oh, yeah. I mean, it takes it, it takes hours Doug, to get where you where you plan to be. The biggest triple tail I've ever seen in my life, Doug caught it off of a, a floating toilet bowl, mm-hmm. like a the mouth of a toilet bowl, and it looked like a damn carpet. Dude, I've caught mahi off floating cans. Like a, a Dr. Pepper can or, or Coke can or whatever. Just something. It, it's structure. It, yeah, it's, they see that structure. And it's not even to. really structure. It's, it's just a floating piece something in the water. A piece of trash. Yeah, a piece of trash that you, you that holds fish. It, it, it's unbelievable. Just that, the smallest little bittiest things will, will hold fish. What was awesome, though, which I know you've done it too, but on the boat, you know, which we've done it a lot, as soon as we caught – we caught a black fin tuna, threw it on the deck, cleaned it. Holly went and prepared it a bunch of different ways. Oh, there's fantastic! Like straight out of the water, fish is the best. There's nothing better than literally ripping a fish off your hook and filleting it, and moments later putting that meat in your mouth. I mean, it's raw, that raw, raw fish. snapper, that, that fresh salt. Oh man, there's just nothing. Snapper, nothing swordfish, uh, tile fish. And tuna. I mean, that's I've had all those, and it's just so yep. good. You all rip right. something out from eighteen hundred foot down, and then just kill it and eat it right there. I mean, it's yeah. There's no, nothing beats it. It's. Uh, I'd like to try a ceviche. We didn't uh, do that. I, I I do it every time I go, no matter what. I always bring everything to make it, and the first the first fish I catch, always I, I we'll we'll cut it up and I make a pretty good dip. I. A uh, buddy of mine uh, showed us in uh, Venice, Louisiana, when we were tuna fishing the first time. And he took it and put it in with, like, lime and oranges and hu- cut up uh, habanero, onions, cilantro, tomato, all that shit. Eat it with some Julio's chips. Oh, yeah. It is. Oh, Julio's chips, the way to go. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think that's a very broad chip in North America, but... Yeah, I don't. They I don't need know to how have. Far it goes. Everybody needs to have Julio's. I chips. tell you what, their spicy blend is is spicy. <laughs> oh, it is. I, it is. I was but very it's surprised. Fantastic. It's good, but it's it's got a kick, oh, dude. Yesterday, speaking of spicy, at that golf tournament, it was already noon, but I'd been talking about getting a Bloody Mary all day, so I stopped at the turn to the clubhouse. I was like, "Make me the spiciest uh, Bloody Mary you've ever made." To the girl, and she just she just looked at me dead serious. Walks to the back, brings out two different bottles of hot sauce, like Tabasco and something else. And it was just, I'm talking probably 30, just. 
I was like, oh, yes. It was spicy as hell. Made my stomach churn. Almost shit myself on the back nine. You've always eaten spicy food, so. Yeah. Porter is notorious for eating spicy food. Porter loves it spicy. He turned me on to this place in Galveston. Uh, what was it called? That uh, vodka distillery? Oh, uh, I think it's called Taste of Texas. No, no, no. It was uh, there's a distill. I'll think of the name here in a minute. But they had a um, a habanero blend. It, you can it goes from jalapeno to habanero or whatever. I think they even had hotter than that. No, yeah, they have ghost. They have like the Ghost Reaper or whatever the hell it's called. Texas Tales, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to figure out. Don't ask me. But it was they had some good Bloody Marys in there. That's a nice place too. They have a cool little hangout in the back. Throw cornhole washers. And it's like turf or whatever. And they had like a taco truck. Pretty nice. Yeah, we ate the, uh, at one of those trucks. Some badass nachos. Not, not What did I eat yesterday? I didn't eat nachos. Somebody got nachos and they're freaking good. Raven Country, dude, they have a badass uh, bar getting built right now. They already have a badass bar in there. Like yeah, in the inside. clubhouse. No, outside though. It's like for music and uh, like there's probably like a... 50 to 60 chairs out there, tables. It looks nice. I'd like to go stay there for a weekend and oh, do yeah. that. I don't cool. know who bought it, but they're, they're, they seem to be doing pretty well. And they have a uh, cafe. It was kind of like a, a separate cafe. I had breakfast there this morning. Pretty good. Played shitty golf, and today was match play, so it was 1v1. The guy I played against just kicked my ass. By whole 10, I left. First to 10, you know, yeah. and didn't win a single hole. I was like perfect. I wish we had some nicer golf courses locally. We really, I mean, we have some pretty decent ones, but I'm talking. I, you got to go to, I guess, Rayburn Country or Louisiana. Like all the casinos have nice ones. Yeah. Well, was it you the other day? We're at Bayou Den, and that dude was from Tennessee. No, it wasn't me. No, it was your brother then. Uh, there's a dude from Tennessee down, I guess, visiting family. We told him we're like, go to Eagle Point. That's probably the nicest public golf course around here. Oh yeah. Because he was like. Yeah, this place is kind of shit. I was like, yeah, but I love it. I like Bayou Den. Well, it's, a, it's our local golf course. Yeah. You know? We literally five minutes down the road and go play a round of golf, and but it's cheap. And I've it's, been to South Carolina. It's always Carol- pretty decently well kept. Yeah. I mean, after my South Carolina trip and Georgia trip, and I've played on like 15 different world-renowned golf courses, I come back here, I'm like, yeah. Bayou Den it is. Bayou Den it is. <laughs> go from that to – Playing these courses down here is a yeah. big change. The ocean course, like 8,200 yards long, no cart paths, so you have to walk the whole thing. And like a, a normal go- – like me, a golfer that's like a high 90 golfer, you're going to shoot a 120, 130. Yeah. It'll make – it'll d- despair you. Yeah. But, Lose uh, all confidence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it don't take much. We – uh oh, I was about – this is actually the first time I actually mentioned it. We have a bass tournament coming up on the 26th. Ken, Corey messaged me. We were off. Of so. this month? Yeah, of this month, I think. Yeah. Yeah, What's this today? month. I don't even know what today is. I don't uh, either. Well, Yeah, the 26th, we have a tournament. Ken uh, is inviting Where? us. Uh, Rayburn. Oh, shit. And Dude, well, they have been <laughs> just slaughtering. Who's the partner? Slaughtering fish. Uh, it'd be you and Tanner. What about Joe? Is he not going to fish it? Uh, I think Joe Joe's actually going to be working. He'll be on. I don't think he'd take off. He'd be on days. I guess I'll fish with Tanner. I really. Nah, Tanner's Tanner's a good fisherman. He's 
I, I can true. I, I feel mean, like anytime me and you fish together, we always do pretty well. You usually do. I I don't know what it is. Tournament setting. I never perform, man. Mitch Mitch is one of those that pre fishing will just absolutely destroy everybody. Maybe not weight wise, but fish wise. Like just he'll just catch so many fish. And then tournament comes around, it's all dinks. Yeah. Every, every time he all yeah, dinks. Joe Joe's gotta carry his ass every time or we have a Joe usually does carry my ass. We have a tournament every uh April. My grandfather and his buddy started it like almost fifty years ago. Called the Two Moon Junction. Back then, it was just the Oilmans, but they had a subdivision tournament. And uh, Mitchell and Joe's name on there is Team Dink. But it's <laughs> a, it's a super cool tournament. It starts the Sunday. like It's a whole week long. Like the Sunday before the tournament actually starts, like starts the party. We have like live band there. We have crawfish. And then like each day, somebody cooks. A different meal every, every yeah. evening. Thursday's big golf tournament at Rayburn Country. And then the tournament's Friday and Saturday. And this year, uh, who ended up winning it? Lynn? Did, did Lynn win it this year? No, no, it was uh, one of the Melanson boys. It was both it. of the Melanson uh, yeah. brothers. Well, they, okay, well. The, Wasn't it Josh and Jeremy? They might have won it. Yeah, they, I'm pretty sure they won it. But they got first, second. I thought me and Rance had it this year. We When we came in with that 6-2, six, that six I was like, we got big bass at least, and they got they had a six three. Yeah, beat us by one ounce. One ounce. They got y'all by one ounce. Plus, I mean they they had a pretty decent sack the first day. Yeah, they did. They, they had they were they were top five I think first yeah. day because we we're sitting in well we were all so we were what are we like were we six so seven, the eight? first day I think I was fourth. Uh, Mitch and Joe were fifth, and, and we were six. for sixth. Yeah. And, and then, then by the by the uh, second day, shit, y'all. We end up third overall. Y'all were third. I think we finished at sixth, maybe. Yeah, and I think we were fifth. Which I'm very. So somebody got in between us. I don't remember who it was. Yeah, people. I mean, it's not a big tournament. We have thirty to forty boats every year, but the average age probably is sixty. Yeah. Just 65 years old, but these yeah. old men have been bass fishing for years. For twice as long. They all as live we, up there, so they fish regularly. Yeah. You know, we don't we don't get that chance. You know, we you know, we work and have lives down here. We don't get to go up every day and, and fish like these old men do. Yeah, and they like you have Ricky and Paul, Mark, all of them, they just constantly are on fish. Right now they're just destroying white perch. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're every day just Oh yeah, slaughtering the shit out of white perch and Paul called me last like two or three days ago or something like that. He's like, "Well, we're already over five hundred for the yeah, like <laughs> for the season. As soon as the two moon gets done, he uh they start keeping count on how many white perch. Last year they ended up with like twenty. I think it was tw- almost twenty two hundred. No, it was it was oh, almost twenty three hundred. Almost twenty three hundred. And he was and it's like exact like he tallies it yeah, up. Yeah, they got a book. They <laughs> yeah, got a book with tallies that counts it, everything yeah, they caught it, on dates. We caught two thousand two hundred and eighty seven yeah. white perch. Goes by the exact number. Yeah, we caught thirty seven on you know this day. You yeah, know, it's, everything's calculated perfectly. Yeah, I mean it, it's. I guess they, they keep tabs on that shit. That's the life though. I Being mean, old, oh yeah, just. Nothing better to do but literally just catch white perch all day. Wake up, drink coffee. Like they don't even have desire to catch bass anymore. No. I mean No. They I just d- they got their three hundred 
brush piles and yeah. <laughs> literally just go hop brush piles all day long and and catch the shit out of white perch. You know, it's pretty yeah, pretty good life. Oh, maybe one day we'll be there. Yeah, maybe we can. The Bayou Dragons will take us, or we can just do a podcast on the boat while we're catching white perch. That yep. would be badass. It's like, oh, hold on, we got another one. But yeah, no, the tournament ended up being good this year. Money went to a good cause. We, if we ever need to, we'll donate all the money away. So like, but no one fishes it for the money. There ain't that much in it. Yeah, I mean, really, just want the trophy. Which y'all, Mitch and Joe, rights. Mitch and Joe won it the previous year. Yep, Joe. I mean, Joe carried me, but yes. <laughs> yeah, we won, man. Uh, Joe got big bass, and we won uh, overall. And never thought, honestly, that I would be be you know at the top. Oh yeah, I mean, that's that's the dream, you know. We that's all we ever want is to be at the top. But when it comes Dude, down to it, you know, honestly, winning that tournament to me is like if I could win that tournament and win big bass. To me, that's like winning the McDonald's, winning the boat and the Oh, truck. yeah, for sure. I mean, just the bragging rights. Yeah. Literally, that's go up and just talk shit the whole time because <laughs> you're the one with the trophy. Yeah. You know? And what's funny, so Joe, the fourth of us, not here, but y'all might never see him on here, but he uh, he actually is the boss of one of the guys that fishes the tournament, and he <laughs> he – was like I'm gonna uh, dock your pay if you beat me this year and all kind of <laughs> shit. He, and he did, and he put his trophy on his desk so he had to see it every day. Yeah, and now he actually and the guy that works for him actually won. So Joe told him he's like, we're gonna have a meeting uh, next Monday. Uh, we're gonna talk about that raise you're requesting. Might have to postpone that one until next year. Old Joe, man, he should be working his way up to plant manager here before too long, huh? Dude, they're asking him to be like a the operations supervisor or something like that. And he's just like, nah. Joe has pool, man. Yeah, he's he's definitely got pool for sure. Joe has pool everywhere. He, yeah, he didn't he doesn't act like it. But uh Oh yeah. We have, we have about two minutes. It's twenty six right now. All right. But um yeah, our buddy Joe, he he has all the land and has gets to do badass shit all the time with his father in law. They like they only have a couple acres, like sixty thousand or something like that. They got a badass setup. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Especially down in Smith Point, the lodge. That's where we went and we caught some crabs a while back and just well we caught a few. Yeah, Had I would say so. We cleaned crabs for uncountable two hours. amount. <laughs> I mean Which there's not a limit in Texas. There's a size limit, but not a uh actual number yeah. limit. I'm glad you turned us on to frying those things. Oh, dude, that was some good crab. Barbecuing crab is the only way. Did y'all end up doing it? Oh, yeah. We fried them in oh, a yeah. big old pot, like you said. Yeah. That was and the way to go. We cooked like, a, like eight to ten at a time. Oh, they had uh, more than that. Y'all. Oh, hell, we had at least four dozen just from the few that I took. Yeah. You had way more than I had. Yeah, I cooked them for the fam. The, um. Yeah, that was the day I was coming back from Arkansas. I was drunk as hell and drinking Bloody Marys in random towns in Louisiana all the way home. Thought, I was like, I'll be home at noon. We got home at 10 that night. Yeah, I figured you weren't going to make it. I mean, that's a long drive. Oh, yeah, yeah. When, I mean, really, it's only like... When right you told up, us you were coming home from Arkansas, I was like, there's no way he's coming. Like, there's just there's no way. He's well, going to make a six-hour, five, six-hour drive and then... 
come yeah. hang out with us? Hell no, I wouldn't do it. Well, my buddy Cole was like, oh, we got to stop here. We're going to stop here. We're going to stop, which I had a great time. We drank a lot of alcohol, but I ended up, I just passed out on the car in the car ride. This episode is brought to you by Snuff Cup Spittoon. There you go. Need to get one of these. Put yep. your can in the bottom. We do. We highly recommend the Snuff Cup. Yeah. Um, They're uh very solid. Yeah. Good spittoon. Yep. Stay sealed. But anyway, yeah. Um, I keep doing that. I know. Um, I'm trying to get this situated. So now it's about to be summer. I'm going to be missing that spring bass fishing. We've been, yep. We were talking about it earlier, just like our biggest fish, each person's, you know, what their record bass is. Of course, you bring this topic up because you have the biggest one. But, yep. um, shoot, we've talked, we talked about it a little bit in the previous episode, but I, I just haven't hung into the big one yet, man. It, it will come. It will. But uh, I'm sitting around five and a half for my biggest personal best, Tanner. Uh, my my biggest bass. Um, I'm I don't remember exactly to the ounce, but uh, I'm pretty sure it was a six pound twelve ounce, which won a tournament. And uh, me and Mitchell were fishing a Goodyear tournament. I worked for Goodyear. It was a company. The tire shop right off uh, in Beaumont. No, I don't work for the tire <laughs> shop. But uh, anyway. Yeah, it was a company tournament, and my first year, actually, I just hired in, and me and Mitchell, I asked Mitchell to, to fish with me, and what, it was the last five minutes? We had a salt, we had a sack. I mean, we had a sack. I mean, we, we had good fish. We had we had one over four, I mean, we had a four and a half, I think. We had uh, several over three, three and a one over and a four. Half. Anyway, so Tanner, we have to make it to the weigh-in. By a certain time, and it was getting to the time we needed to head in and shag to the weigh-in. And Tanner said, let's fish that bank right there. We had, like, maybe five minutes left of fishing. Yeah. I was like, ah, hell, what, what, you know, ain't going to hurt nothing. Tanner rips a cod out of the buck brush. Yeah. And, uh, I threw my rod, basically. I, I just threw it in the water and, and looked at Mitch. was like, dude, we got to – let's just go hit that bank and just finish the last few minutes on that bank. And and as soon as I said that, I, I felt it, and – uh and riding that buck brush and, you know, picked it up. I'm pretty sure it was, it was six pounds, 12 ounces. Um, you know, as soon as I ripped into it, we, I didn't even know. We never, we didn't even weigh it. Uh, we threw it in the boat. Cold. We, yeah, we cold the, the smallest fish, which who knows what that was. It was probably two, two and a half, whatever it was. And, and we threw it in the, the live well and hauled ass. And, you know, we get back and the tournament weighed it. And that was, we won big bass and, First weight, place, first, first place. place by drastic amount. And yeah, that was that's two first place victories for me uh, for bass fishing <clears throat> tournaments. Two first place victories. Yep. Yeah, y'all had a, it was like eighteen pounds was y'all stringer. It was a good one because y'all uh, yeah. nineteen. I believe. Yeah, I think it was nineteen. It was it was pushing twenty. Because me and Rance were fishing Decker Lake up in Austin, and up there's it's like a one of those plant treatment ponds, yeah. you know. And we're like a small fish is like a four pounder, so we're just ripping fish. And then y'all send a damn photo to me with nineteen pound stringer. I was yeah. like, damn, that's the heaviest sack I've weighed in in a tournament. 
That was a good sack. Um, Anything I mean, close to 20 is you're up there. Yeah. On Toledo. I mean, you see these guys on Rayburn, like 25, 25 28 pounds you know? stringers, dude. Like, that's crazy. But to then, me. like, once a year, there'll be somebody that catches, like, a 40-pound stringer. I'm like, yeah. that is ridiculous. Yeah. They got four fish at 10 pounds Shoving plus. lead down them damn fishish gullets is what they're doing. Yeah, it's um, – <laughs> That's pretty impressive to if you, if you break I mean if you break twenty five pounds you're doing something right. that's something pretty solid in a in a tournament I mean that's that's pretty solid twenty twenty five pounds I I'm, I've never had that in a tournament right I don't know if I've ever had that just bullshitting but yeah me and Porter we've we've caught some sacks yeah. just screwing around uh yeah that time we were sight fishing in the back of uh, what was that? What's that little cove down there in Toledo? Uh, housing. I mean, me and you were. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We that's two days in a row. Yeah, we just went down there and smashed them. That was that day I caught that fish. Remember, uh, it was like five and a half. Yeah. And we, I thought I broke it. I thought I broke my my PR, and because we just knew it was at least seven. Yeah. You know, it fought like a, I mean, a tank. It, it fought like hell, and. uh I got it to the boat and and Porter 100% seven pounds and I'm same way you know I I just knew it was fat it was it was it wasn't very long yeah that it was, was a the... fat fish and uh, of course you know we get back to the camp and weigh it it was only like five and a half you know it was pretty pathetic and we we're we we're off two pounds you know yeah well my biggest uh, which I've had multiple over eight. And that one, I had one that was 9.54, and it was 26 inches long, 18 inches diameter, but I caught it about three days late. It already spawned out. Yeah, that was Damn stomach. I got up there. It was in the nitro. Launched the boat. Didn't even crank the big motor. I just trolled the motor down from the boat ramp about 100 yards down to Ricky's, and he comes out on the porch. Get out of my fishing spot. You know, just messing with me, and I was like, me and him, bullshit back and forth i was like i'm gonna go and just catch some fish like 10 yards that way put it down and my grandpa who lives up there is up at uh neighbored dennis's house and he's like hey you caught anything yet i'm like no i've only been here for 10 minutes half the time i was talking to ricky well we talked for a minute he walks back into the camp and i just tossed underneath those little cypress trees right there felt it go off when I set the hook, I was like, oh, this is it. This is the Leviathan. Jumps out of the water, and I was like, oh, God dang. Paul, I see Paul come back out, and I didn't know that everyone was. Paul, Chester, Chuck, Dennis, Mike. Like, there's like 10 old men, average age, 65 at least, sprinting down the down the uh, bank. And Chuck already had the official, like, we have official scale for the tournament. He was running down there with the scale. And they're, the whole time, they're just yelling at me, don't wholesome, don't, don't wholesome. I was like, shut up. I got this. Of course, I went to reach for the net. No net. Fought it four times around the boat. Lipped it. I was like, this is a 10-pounder. First time ever. Missed it by half an ounce. That's still a very impressive fish, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nine pounds. I mean, that's a good fish. I don't care who you are. Nine pound fish is a solid fish. Yeah, Paul's been there actually for, which is great. He's been there for 
both my two biggest. I caught one that was right under nine. I was like eight, seven or something like that. And I caught it in the boat with him. Middle of the winter time, raining its ass off. I caught it on a big ass brush, one of those big brush hogs. No, that one was the lizard. I caught the nine pounder on a brush hog. But that, uh, of course, I caught it the week before the two moon. So, yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah. That, the week before the, the biggest tournament of our life. Yeah. Is when you catch something like that, you know? Yeah. I mean, shit. It was like two years ago. I had two six pounders. The week of, I'm like, I need to stop doing this. Mm. Yeah, you don't pre-fish as much as you used to. No. Or used to be a hardcore pre-fisher. Two and, weeks before. Yeah. And uh, I really catch a pile of fish. <laughs> but now you're lucky to see them on the lake nah, before I'll, tournament day. I'll just sit <laughs> out. I'll let Rance do all my – and Rance yeah. will go pre-fish. Rance pre-fish is harder than just about anybody. Dude, he covered so many miles – this this tournament, he'd call me each day with like a, a update. He's like, "They're not in six mile. There's some in housing. There's none by the Pendleton. Like he ran up to Sandy Creek, all the way yeah. down to Mill Creek to Patroon. Yeah, to Patroon. Negrete. I'm Negrete. pretty sure he went and smoked down some Negrete. Yeah, <laughs> that uh, that is a funny story. The Negrete. My grandfather was telling us him and my dad like 20 years ago fished a tournament out of like a little boat ramp in uh, Louisiana, came across the lake with, like, six-foot swells. Just, they said their assholes were that tight. Just, and he was like, we're in the greet, catching some fish. I was like, Jesus Christ. Speaking of funny stories, I was actually um, thinking about one the other day, back when we used to duck hunt in high school, and uh, we used to run outboards, and uh, we didn't have a mud motor for a while. Uh, running out here, you gotta. It's best to have a mud motor where we hunt. Anyway, Porter gets a hold of this Go Devil. I don't know how old this thing is. It looks like it was. It was a really old mud motor, and uh, big old long tail Go Devil. I mean, the shaft on that thing was probably seven foot long, uh, and we put it on his aluminum boat. And Porter was like, "Oh, we're ready to go, man." He, we were all pumped up about it, and. That thing, man, we get out there, and the the terrain we're navigating through in the marsh down here is, like, really skinny, like, ditches. And we, you know, do the whole bit, stay out all night, and 4 o'clock, you know, we can enter the refuge. <laughs> Forder, man, we crank that motor up, and I will say a 7-foot long tail is not good for, you know, going through a windy ditch anyway. So we're going down this ditch. <clears throat> it's like four in the morning, and Porter is trying to work this thing. He's having hell with it, and he goes around this corner, and you just hear ah. Porter, his leg after the fact, figured this out. Porter's leg cramped up, and you just heard ah, and Porter falls down, and the motor, the tiller handle goes completely sideways, and he just rams the whole boat onto the onto the bank and then we get passed by like three boats it was hilarious yeah and it was karma because mitch just laughed his ass off and i was like you know it was funny but it was like cold morning just <laughs> straight up just ah oh. you had to see it though to, to so we're the same ditch which is even funny is like three or four years later we have us a nice 
motor, you know, what is it, mud, or is it? it it's a surface drive. It's, yeah. It's not a long tail. Yeah, surface drive, and we're coming out of the uh, the refuge. Tanner was in front of us, and I'm just sitting on the front of the boat. Mitch is driving, and he catches a cramp in his bicep, and oh, and he did, he had not had this motor for like a week. Brand, well, it's, oh, yeah, uh, it's yeah, pre-owned. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. new to me. Yeah, brand new <clears throat> to Mitch, and he just rams it up onto the bank, and it slid back down, and water <laughs> started pouring over the boat. And Mitch like, get on the front. Like, and I, I jumped out and like started pushing us, try to push us off. And I am laughing so hard. And I'm saying, like, I was like, oh, dude, we're about to sink this son of a if bitch. If you wouldn't have been in that boat standing, like, water was just pouring over the transom. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, if you remember, right, it was back side. You were gone. You were sitting on the levee waiting for us. That yeah. boat, when I hit the bank, it went like kind of cockeyed. And that water just started pouring over the transom. Yeah. And it didn't stop. I had we had to get out of the boat, push it back. I don't have a bil- I didn't have a bilge on the boat yes. at the time. Porter had to stand on still. the very front. <laughs> still, still don't have a bilge. bilge in my boat. <laughs> Porter was standing on the very front of the boat. That boat was full. There, oh, no, me, I remember. No exaggeration. Like, <laughs> if you sat down like on the seats, the water was over it. We had about that much clearance. Yeah, like uh, there was a there was a bunch of water. So uh, so I'm ahead. Remember? Uh, okay, so we take off. We we were. Hunting wherever the hell we were hunting. Central unit. Yes. Everybody go hunt. Yeah, everybody go hunt central unit. But uh, we were we were smoking their ass in central unit that morning. But uh, so we took off. I'm by myself. I'm in my boat. And Mitch and Porter behind me. And we take off. And I'm not even looking back. I, I, I just go. And, and uh, you know, I was in my 17-foot South Fork at the time. And uh, I got all the way to the levee. And I just hit it wide open. And boat. Dry land, hundred percent, full, fully on dry land. So I'm sitting there waiting on them to pull up so we could pull both boats over. You know, we all three help get each boat over. And shit, after twenty minutes of sitting there, not knowing what the hell was going on, well, my motor because the whole time they were about sunk. My motor wouldn't propel my boat. I know it was bogged. I had it full throttle. It was just bogged. Yeah. So by the time I see them coming down this canal. Literally, the only thing I see is them, their bodies in the edge of the boat. <laughs> like, there's this much water, I mean, of the boat sticking out of the water. And, and, and they're, they're in a ditch just as wide as the boat. So, it's pushing all the water that's in that ditch up. And, I mean, y'all are, it was a barge. I mean, y- y'all are a barge just coming down with several hundred gallons of water Dude, in I, the boat. <laughs> I really thought Mitch was going to fight me because I could not. I'm talking, I was in tears, just laid up on the front laughing because I just remembered the morning that I caught that cramp and Mitch was just, you know, hounding it me about karma. it. It was karma. I have another thing. <laughs> if y'all think about it, that ditch has whipped our ass. Well, I'm going to tell you another story about it that y'all will all remember. So back before we had a decent outboard, we were running that fucking mariner the mariner the, the mariner was old, a bad dude that old mariner we piled in that boat and well, i we think we put four four people in that boat so what we did was we would pull up to the levee remove the motor the motor yes. from the boat so we could so we could pull the boat over and then we'd put the motor back yeah, the, on the boat was so heavy i mean it, and it wasn't that big of a boat but it was just a very low quality boat and it had all kinds of shit in it yeah so it was heavy as hell. It was heavy. So, so we would remove the motor, motor, gas tank, all everything, our gear, 
all our all, all our gear, everything, and we just lay it on the bank, and we would pick the boat up off each corner and towed it over the and levee, towed it over the levee, and then put everything back on it. But anyway, we hunted that morning, four of us, and I don't remember how we did, but we went to um, we went to head out, and we made it back to the levee. I believe Tanner hit the levee full throttle with that outboard, you know. Anyway, we went to crank it back up, and one of us, whoever was driving the boat, pulled the damn pull, that, was, that was me. Pulled the pull rope out of the uh, out of the callan, and uh, we were like, "Shit, what do we do?" Well, we finally figured out. You know, we can take the callan off and wind the rope, and you know, on the flywheel yeah. after sitting there for hours, a very long time. We like to, we gave up. We had done called people and tried to get people to come get us, and because we were the only jackasses out there at the time yeah and yeah. um remember i called paul and that goes, was back in the good old days where nobody knew about it yeah now it is a mcfadden central unit everyone should go out there yep mcfadden wildlife refuge central unit central unit. <laughs> yeah go hunt it it's great very 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 good hunting but area. uh dude i just remember all those mornings we'd get over the levee and it would be the tide would be out 200 yards you know, we just had to push through mud. Just oh, I mean, agonizing, waist deep of pure silt, shit. silt mud, and oh, them boats just don't. The back in the day, did, the shitty boats that we owned did not push very well. No, I was. We were using a a fourteen foot, nine hundred freaking pound Alumacraft with the no, like it wasn't a flat bottom, so it just. Yeah, bead right into the mud. Terrible. Even I'm, mud motors. Hell, at, at some points, you know, when I when I finally was able to get that mud buddy, and uh, that thing whipped our ass yeah, in, that, in that canal. We did I a mean, bunch of when, shit. When, when you're literally, when there's zero water for several hundred yards, and uh, there's nowhere else to go. Were you on the hunt this year where I almost flipped Mitchell's boat? You're on the levee. Yeah, you just jumped the levee, and Mitch told me to full send it. Oh, yes. Jumping. I, I witnessed the whole thing. I knew that. I didn't know, but I had a <laughs> – I thought that might happen, but, I, I mean, what could – I didn't know? think that was going to happen. Border went to jump I mean, the mine levee. went so smooth, perfectly cleared right over, Porter and then I turn around, and here comes Porter. And, uh, I, yeah, that was, that was a very, very close to a, a, a boat flipping – Mitch told me, he said, just full send. And I'm just hauling ass. And I should have, I didn't get straight on with well, this. Well, that's, yeah, yeah, that's a kind of a hard area. You got to, you got to, and I don't run yeah. surface drives like y'all do. And I came around the edge and that ass end didn't straighten up. I hit it sideways. And in the boat, it felt like I was just, air, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and, you went airborne. And it, there's like a, a divot in the earth right there. And the boat just went. Yeah. Just straight into Fell it. Right into the hole. Motors just running. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, that was a that was a probably a very successful morning was for us, wasn't it? No. <laughs> that last, this past duck season, I, they keep getting Two duck worse and worse every year. Yeah. But this past one was and I did have a couple good hunts, but public land in southeast Texas. The past couple of years, I've been, been I've been trash. hunting. I've been pretty steadily duck hunting since I was eight years old, and um, 
I would say this past year was the worst I've <laughs> ever, ever gone through. And the year before that, I said the same thing. So the last two years have been the two worst duck seasons I have ever that's, hunted. That's why we're going to get a trailer. Texas. Get a trailer and start doing it. Colton Castle all does. It, it, it's pathetic. And, and it doesn't help that at midnight there's 30 boats at the at the boat ramp. And I brought that up in the last podcast that we did. This area, I'm telling you, holds the most or some of the most diehard waterfowl hunters, yep. I would say, in the country. D- just because of the shitty conditions, the mosquitoes, the shit hunts that people get out. Look at J.D. Murphy. Let's let's talk about JD Murphy Wildlife Refuge, okay? Which none of us hunt. None of us hunt that for shit. a specific reason. These kids will get out there. You have to wait in line days. Uh, they sit there for days in advance to hunt that. Re- now, granted, they probably got some good honey holes that they will go slam some birds. I'm not about to go sit in line for. They trade out the the, the these people. They'll park their vehicle. Just say first in line, and uh, I mean, obviously you can't sit there. You're on the side of a highway. There's there's nowhere to go. These these people trade out for days, yep. close to two days at a time. Days. I've seen them there Just, as early. Oh, I've seen them early as Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Can't hunt till Saturday morning. Yes. They're sitting in and line. they'll sit in line from Tuesday to Saturday. I mean, that's. It's that's a, a pretty diehard man. I mean, that's just that's <laughs> insane. I mean, I mean, we've we've been pretty diehard our entire lives and never ever have done anything remotely. No, close I'm not to going that. five days before. And then what if you don't shoot nothing? Exactly. That just. I mean, I'd rather get an ass whooping straight up. Oh, I, yeah, hundred percent. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit in line for for several days just to. They act like it's possibly shoot some birds. The people that hunt JD. They act like it's the Super Bowl. They'll tailgate. They have like little smokies out there, oh, yeah. cooking some DJs, boudin and sure. shit. And I'm no, like, hats off to them for. I mean, yeah, that's just y'all. Y'all hammer down. That, that keeps y'all I'm out doing. of my my marsh. So yeah, that's yeah. fine with me. Tanner owns the marsh now. Yeah, he bought it. Nah, cash money. Him. He bought it doesn't it. help. I mean, it doesn't matter. Um, nah. There's still going to be no matter what. No, what we're going to start thirty doing, people out there every single day of a hunting season. We're just going to start just going north. Go where the I'd bar- say about 95% of them don't know a shit of what they're doing. No, dude. Remember that time <laughs> we hunted Cardiac Pond? Oh, my and God. So there's a huge pond down here. Like You can hunt easily about five or six groups. But we get out there, and there's probably 10 groups of some people, like up to like five or six people on this damn thing. There's like 60 people on one pond. And we're set up on this one side of the pond, and... Five jackasses come up. So, where, uh, not, not to mess you up, but let's start off from the beginning. So, remember, we got there early, right? Yes. Okay. It was us three plus Matthew, Mitch, Mitch's little brother. And what did we do? We told Matthew to just haul ass. No, that was Mitchell. No, it wasn't. No, no. no, no, it was Matt. Matt was the one. Remember, we got to the lake, the pond, and he was sleeping on the bank because he was so wore out, and oh, we couldn't find him. I thought about the time Mitchell threw up the pizza. No, that was the same time. I don't know if it was the same time or not, but I did regurgitate on one of those hunts into the pond after racing in. I might be wrong. I might uh, be no, wrong. I'm pretty sure. I don't think Matt was there, but I think Matt was in a different group. I think it was Joe, us three, and Joe, because remember the pig? The that G- wasn't the same time as the uh, uh, 
Okay. As the uh, the orange vest. The orange vest. That, that was so, not the same time. That was the whole but thing. But that was a good time. That yeah. was a damn good one. But, but so what I'll finish my story. The, yeah, go ahead. We're sitting there, and it's already like 3.30. Or no, no. I mean, we got in at 4. It was like 30 minutes before shooting time. And you see five dudes tracking through the marsh in yep. all orange, bright orange clothing. And they, instead of like, I was like, oh, look at these jackasses. They, instead of like getting in the cane or like getting nestled down, they sit with their feet in the water on the edge of the pond, just clear as day. So for people that don't uh, duck hunt or know anything about duck hunting, you, you need to cover yourself. Uh, that's probably the most important thing is concealment. And these guys are wearing literally hunter orange. <laughs> They're sitting on the, like, like we are right here, sitting on the bank, wide open. Yeah, they did, everybody they, on the pond can see them clear as day because they're sitting just like this with their guns, and they did, they did not sure shoot. They didn't shoot. They didn't shoot shit. shit. It actually worked to our benefit. It they did were flaring off there. Yeah, and we limited very very quickly. We shot a yeah. three four man whatever it was very but, very quickly. Yeah, but you'll have those kind of people out there where you're like, oh my god. So another, I, w- I want to talk about probably my favorite trip ever, cardiac. And I'm pretty sure it was Mitchell and your brother. The tornado. Oh, that was badass. Okay, so. Well, it was shitty, but it was badass. (laughs) So, we bust our ass getting out to this pond. And I don't know how many groups were out there. There was, I don't don't even know. I mean, honestly, that was so long ago. And that's, it's not just a, so, this pond is a good 20-minute walk. I mean, through. Sh- I don't know how long it shit. is, but it's through it's, some shit. I think it's damn near a mile. I don't think it's quite a mile. Toting all your gear, but it's close. Great, yes. And, you're, and, and it's it's uh, it's a brutal, brutal, brutal walk. But uh, we get out to this pond, and um, shooting time's coming around, and we're watching radar. Our radar is just looking dangerous, very, very dangerous, and uh, we're sitting there. And of course, as soon as shooting time comes along, we just just absolutely get hammered by one of the worst storms you could possibly sit through. I mean, lightning it was, its ass off, and we're we're all damn near a mile away from the boat. There's nowhere to go. You're just sitting there on the bank, and um, it's lightning. The wind's blowing forty miles an hour, and it's I mean raining as hard as it can. I mean it's it's bad and it was till season right yes it was was till season season. and uh i still have a photo from that hunt of us riding back soaking wet holding up a limit of yes so here we are we're sitting in the storm and i mean it's a shit show and uh we look up and there's this fucking funnel cloud like a legit down here we don't get tornadoes very often but when you see it, you know. I mean, it, it's it's pretty solid, and it was coming down. I mean, not very far from us. I'd say within a mile. I mean, it was coming down, and it, it, it made its way probably halfway between the clouds to the ground before it finally kind of stopped and worked its way back up. And, uh, you know, we're just sitting here thinking, we're going to die today. You know, that's, today's going to be our day. <laughs> we're not going to make it out of the marsh. And um, literally... It was like a switch. I mean, it 
the the rain stopped, the wind stopped, and we shot a three man limit in ten minutes. Absolutely slammed the bird. The birds just immediately took off in ten minutes, guaranteed. Ten minutes, we had three we men done. But uh, I think we're about out of time, man. Um, got some pretty big plans and uh, some exciting things coming for us, and we're excited to move forward with this podcast. Pretty pumped yep. about it. Yep, we definitely appreciate everybody tuning in, listening, all the support, and um, the everybody buying our apparel is awesome. Uh, right now, we are, you know, it's busy. We all have full time jobs, so we're trying to get everything out as fast as we can. We are on back order on some stuff. You can still order it. just might take a little bit longer, so just be patient. I mean, we're not Amazon. so. Yep. But we do appreciate everybody tuning in, listening, and hopefully we keep getting good feedback. We're going to keep doing more of these. Hopefully we can do multiple a week, start having guests on. So just we appreciate everybody tuning in for sure. See you all next time. Yep, appreciate it.